Welcome to Campus to Canton's live NFL draft coverage. We are covering day one of the 2023 NFL draft here. Uh, I'm Colin, and I am joined tonight so far by Barnabas Lee, our lead draft analyst at CampusCanton.com, and Matt Fox, our NFL team lead at, uh, at CampusCanton.com as well, too of the best people we have on staff to join us tonight for the draft. Barnabas, Matt, how you guys doing tonight? You excited? You pumped? I'm pretty excited. I mean, I'm be happy to see where all these players actually land. That's uh yeah, that's that's always the interesting one and I know a lot of the talk leading into the draft tonight has been this is one of the uh, least predictable drafts that we've had so far. Uh, could be a lot of chaos tonight. I feel like they say that every year. That is, that's true. That's true Although, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the quarterbacks <laughs> this year are what's going to make it really, really interesting. I know some of us have some pretty strong opinions on some of the quarterbacks and whether they belong in the first round or not. But at the end of the day, uh, we'll see what the NFL thinks of these guys. We've had a long time to evaluate them. Um, Barnabas, I know you, uh, got to go down to the senior bowl. Now, none of these guys were there, um, but there's a couple guys down there that, uh, you know, Hendon Hooker was down there interviewing and everything. So that's one of the names we might hear coming up here. How did you hear about, did you hear about the interviews that he did at the senior bowl? Um, Hendon Hooker wasn't available for uh, us to interview uh, there. So I didn't hear anything specifically from himself, but you know, I, I highlighted a couple quarterbacks um, in an article that dropped today, this morning, on the website um, that I think will probably be drafted in day three, but I like their backup chances, so um, keep an eye out for them. But for today, yeah, I mean, we obviously have – I think we as a company have fairly set um, opinions on, you know, people like Will Levis and Hendon Hooker. Um that kind of differs from a lot of the major media outlets. And so um, it'll definitely be interesting to see where they do eventually get going, um, whether teams agree with like major media outlets or if maybe we, we had it right all along. We'll see. So, yeah. Well, I know the media last year, especially the fantasy space, was hyping up some of these quarterbacks going in the first round, and we did not see that come to fruition. Matt, you're sitting down there chuckling. Yeah, not only did not very many go in the first round, uh, a lot of them, when they finally did play, weren't uh, incredible. Um, be curious to see, you know, with Tennessee being strongly rumored to potentially be moving up to three here, seems like that writes kind of a more that more of a finish than what we saw on the field to uh, Malik Willis. Be curious to see what teams like Atlanta do. Um, Washington, it could be a big second year for some of those guys that went in the later rounds last year. Washington has said that they're going to let that Sam Howell is their starter. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously, Desmond Ritter and Atlanta got a little bit of an audition last year. Be curious to see how he does. But the, the only one that seems to be on solid ground was Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Pickett's really the only one we can feel safe about moving forward. Um, Barnabas, I know you're a big NFC East guy as a Cowboys fan. How do you feel about Sam Howell over in Washington? Are you worried about him at all, or are you glad he's going to be the starter this year? 
I'm not worried or glad. I'm kind of at this place where I think Sam Howell's probably the best chance they have of winning a game at quarterback since, I don't know, before Carson Wentz. Like, I, it's been a while, right? And so um, I think he is not the best quarterback they've had in the past, you know, 15 years, but probably second or third, which is, you know, saying a lot for that franchise. <laughs> and so, um, and so I, it's kind of, I'm kind of indifferent, but. I don't know. The big thing is, right, we're talking about marginal benefits here, right? The same way we say that there's low positional value in tight ends and running backs and uh, off-the-ball linebackers, et cetera. The same way you have to have someone to replace a player, whether you think they're good or not. Um, you have to have someone who's better to replace them. And I don't think that Washington is in position to draft someone who's better. And so, um, you know, it might have been pre a little bit uh, premature to, for Washington to come out and just say that. But at the same time, you look at their draft position and just they're not in a position to give up assets, really, especially with the sale going on, sale of the team going on. And, uh, you know, just they won too many games if they wanted a quarterback. So uh, it's, they're just not in range right now. Well, and that's the fascinating thing to me, um, barring some big changes here. Getting Jacoby Brissett in Washington really does make you think they like Sam Howell and Atlanta signing Taylor Heineke. You know, he's a capable starter. Around. Yeah, he, no, Bryce Young goes number one to the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young, like I said, 2021 Heisman Trophy winner, quarterback from Alabama. You see on the screen here, height 5'10", 204. Uh, 5'10", the height, was the big concern about Bryce Young. Everything else about his game is is above and beyond uh, what you would want out of a quarterback here. Processes the game very well. Uh, led Alabama the past two years, 4,800 yards in his sophomore year, the year he won the Heisman, 3,300 yards last year, carried that team. This was pretty much to be expected here. What do we think of Bryce Young now that he officially has landed in Carolina? Barnabas, I'll throw this one over to you first. Yeah, so I will mention that's not 5'10", almost 5'11". That is 5'10 and 1'8". So it is <laughs> solidly 5'10". Um, obviously, there are height concerns. Some people were coming out and saying there's injury risk with him. Uh, needless to say, we haven't seen a quarterback at that height really succeed in the NFL, but he has this mental uh you know aspect to his game that just is rare and we don't see it often and so uh, we kind of knew this one was coming pretty early when panthers said oh we talked to a dietitian to see if we could get this guy's weight up um and so you know <laughs> once they talk to the dietitian you kind of know that they're they're pretty set on that one so uh we've known this one's coming and you know he made a lot out of not a lot in terms of his recruiting, uh, not recruiting, receiving core at Alabama last year. So uh, we'll see what he can do in the mess that is Carolina that right now doesn't really have a number one receiver either. Yeah, Mike, I know you have, have a lot of thought, strong thoughts on the Alabama wide receiver room here uh, from last year. Not all of them positive thoughts. With, uh, with him going to Carolina – they just shipped off their number one wide receiver from the previous year, DJ Moore. Uh, how do we feel about uh, the the weapons that Bryce Young is going to be throwing to now here in Carolina? Yeah, I I've also I've been thinking about this. I'm not too excited about what he's throwing to here, and, and just historically too, there's only been two rookie quarterbacks to um, 
produce like fantasy relevant wide receivers their first year. It's Baker Mayfield year one. He had Jarvis Landry. I think he was like wide receiver 23, 24. And then you had uh, Herbert there with Keenan Allen, who had a pretty decent season too. So I, I, I'm not holding high, even if they pick somebody up, but for anybody that they get today or already on the roster, but I, I don't think the wide receiver one of this, of this room is currently on the team. I hope by next year they fix that. Yeah, Matt, I know you have written about uh, some potential landing spots for wide receivers, some teams that may take wide receivers. Carolina, obviously pretty high on that list, especially given that they just took their franchise quarterback at number one right here. Is there any wide receiver that you think would mesh well with Carolina and Bryce Young in the second round? Well, that's that's part of we're going to have to see who's left um, when they go. Fortunately, they're up pretty high in the – the second round, decently high, they would have a shot. Um, I think a big question, too, is what they can do with the players that were on their roster. They got DJ Shark. Um, we've seen him have some pretty good seasons when he was down in Jacksonville. Didn't get to see much with him in Detroit last year. Some people think he can bounce back. I'm not as sure. Adam Thielen is kind of what he is. He's a big kind of possession receiver right now in the red zone, but they, they made a trade last year for LaVisca Chanel. Um, they have Terrace Marshall and they have Shai Smith guys. I know that doesn't make any of us super pumped, but can Frank Reich and this offensive staff develop them into anything? I actually liked one of the, their signings the best was Hayden Hurst, who we saw have a fairly decent um, run in Atlanta before they got Pitts and then was actually very good with um, Cincinnati last year. I think he might end up being one of the best signings they've made, but there, there isn't, there isn't a ton of optimism. I like their Miles Sanders signing. I think hopefully Bryce Young can get developed um, pretty well. I like the staff they've built in Carolina, but it's going to, be interesting to see who's left that they're able to go get in the second round. And with a team that has that many needs, I don't know that it's a lock that they get a wide receiver with their next pick. And then are they just taking somebody down the line and hoping for something to work out? Yeah. I mean, they're going to have, they have a lot of needs, like you said, but in order to set up their franchise quarterback for success, they're going to need some additions at the wide receiver position here. And there's not anybody really available in free agency. There really no, wasn't anybody available in free agency this whole off season. So they, they did what they could, but with getting rid of DJ Moore, Bryce Young is going to be in for an interesting year this year. Yeah. I'm looking uh, at the list who's available. It's like Galladay, Jarvis Landry, Nikhil Harry, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> it gets dries up really fast fast <laughs> like it's ugly maybe it maybe is. they could send a second rounder to chicago for chase claypool <laughs> <laughs> might be able to do that i don't know if chicago is going to want to part with him Ooh, they uh yeah. they think pretty highly of him nice i think i just want all right pick two is in the houston texans have selected quarterback cj stroud out of ohio state cj stroud Two prolific seasons the past two years, 4,400 yards in his sophomore year, 3,600 yards in his junior season in 2022, over 40 touchdowns in both seasons. I think the biggest concern with C.J. Stroud has seemed to be 
coming from that Ohio State system, how he's going to translate to the NFL, and his mobility has been questioned by some as well. Now, I do believe that he has good mobility. We saw it in that game against Georgia in the playoffs. Barnabas, what are your thoughts here on C.J. Stroud being selected to Houston? Yeah, uh, C.J. Stroud was my top quarterback in this class. As much as we all love Bryce Young, um, there's something to be said about drafting a zeroth percentile size quarterback versus, you know, C.J. Stroud, who's basically what you look for in a quarterback, right? He has the good arm. Um, I don't think mobility is as big of a concern as people made it out to be. Um, C.J. Stroud, you know, a lot of people were helmet scouting as well. They're saying point to an Ohio State quarterback that was successful. Um, but all that aside, he just, he has that, uh, accuracy that just sprays across the field no matter what. Um, and so, you know, I think that, you know, uh, we were talking before the show, uh, how some people were maybe cutting loose on Davis Mills a little bit early. Um, well, they can cut loose now because, uh, that he, you know, CJ Stroud also doesn't have too much injury concern as well. Um, and you know, obviously he's bigger, so um yeah so like i said my quarterback won in this class cj stroud had a lot of weapons at ohio state he had he was throwing to two first round wide receivers last year in garrett wilson chris alave he's throwing to a potential wide receiver uh, first round wide receiver tonight in jackson smith and jigba throwing he was also throwing to marvin harrison jr who we all, I think, presume is going to be a first-round wide receiver next year as well. A lot of talent around him at Ohio State. Enters Houston with maybe not quite as much talent around him there. Uh, Matt, I know you're you're laughing there. Like I said, I mentioned that article you wrote before over at the site at campuscanton.com about the teams that could be looking for a wide receiver in the draft here. Uh, what do we think about the weapons in Houston, and are they a candidate to draft a wide receiver early? I think they're certainly going to take a wide receiver. A lot of mocks have had them taking one at 12. That would not surprise me. Right now, top of the depth chart is charitably either Nico Collins or Robert Woods. Um, And we saw what he uh, did for Tennessee as kind of their wide receiver one last year. Um, It looks like John Mechie got cleared to come back. That could be a good uh, boost um, to their receiving core. But they don't have – a lot of great options right now. I think they need to continue to build weapons. I wouldn't be surprised too to see them take a running back somewhere in here. They do have Dalton Schultz, who was probably one of the better big pass catching options among free agent tight ends. Um, so that benefits them. But I could see them pairing a good young wide receiver. It just depends on whether they need they feel that pull to invest in the defense here in the first round or try to get a premier wide receiver if they go defense at 12 i think they'll probably get a wide receiver in the second round cuz they one thing you know it took them a few years but they finally have a lot of draft picks did take them a lot of a while to build back up uh, especially after the uh, trade for Laramie Tunsil the left tackle uh, I, again, I, the, the wide receivers there in Houston, I agree with you, Matt. I don't think that they, uh, their, their wide receiver one is going to be on the roster. I know some people are excited about Nico Collins. Uh, count me out of that group. Mike, I'm going to throw this one over to you here. What do you think about their wide receiver weapons? And what about Nico Collins? Yeah. So it's better than, I think it's better than the Panthers. I'll just say that. Um, 
Uh, I, I'm I'm in the same mindset. Their their wide receiver one's not on the roster right now. I hope they add a guy day two or even day one. Um, I'm a little bit worried about not having an offensive line to play behind for CJ Stroud too. Uh, I I typically like rebuilds to have their start in the trenches the way the the Lions have done. Now they're just primed to have a really good year, actually a really good franchise. I think in this at this point. So um, this is I think this is one of the best franchise QBs. I just don't know if it was the best fit. I like those more mobile guys for the rebuilds because they can they can prolong a play. We saw CJ Stroud be mobile against Georgia and it was phenomenal. But I just I just um. I'm worried about it here with uh, the Texans, but uh, first pass catchers go. I'm not. I've never been really high on John Mechie. There's no ones. It's a bunch of twos and threes. It's a bunch of twos and threes on that roster. There's no ones. We are also now joined by Mr. Matthew Bruning. Matt, how are uh, how are you feeling, sir? You're on mute. And you're done. Oh. <laughs> that was the best he ever sounded, Matt. Okay. Anyway. And then Colin muted me when I was actually not even talking. I was trying uh, to unmute you. Uh, I 100% agree with Mike. Oh, I'm my God. Stroud went two um, ahead of all of the people who thought Will Levis was going to. Did... All right, let's see. The pick is Anthony Richardson. Whoa. Let's go! <laughs> Will Levis is falling. I thought he was QB1 in this draft. What the hell is going on? Josh McDaniels is there. He's ready. He's ready to pick Will Levis up and cradle him alongside Jimmy G's bicep. I saw a prominent account say that everyone had Will Levis going 102. Yeah, Vegas got it wrong. (laughs) Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida, his first year starting this past year, and a lot was made about his low completion percentage, 53.8% percent completion percentage one of the lowest uh of out of first round quarterbacks in the last couple of decades actually um that is not necessarily what anthony richardson is known for he is known for being an uber athlete blowing up the combine a perfect 10 on the relative athletic score ras uh matt you hopped in here i know you are the biggest Anthony Richardson fan out there, especially at Campus the Canton. I can't think 100%. of anybody who was more on Anthony Richardson than you are. What do you make of him being drafted <laughs> by mean, the Colts? Here? I've been talking about Anthony Richardson for three years, being the guy. He was the best quarterback in this class, so I am just thrilled that he actually went top five. Now, I, I think this is a great landing spot for him. I really do. I mean, we we saw what Steichen was able to do with Jalen Hurts, and, and I do think that you know obviously Jalen Hurts came out of college, in my opinion, a, a more you know refined passer, however you want to put that, than Anthony Richardson currently is. But we saw him give Hurts the time using his running ability and kind of building into him becoming a passer. Ends up getting this great contract, almost went to Super Bowl last year. You can't tell me that Anthony Richardson can't do that. He's a better runner than Jalen Hurts. He's got a stronger arm than Jalen Hurts. He's a better – I love Justin Fields. Richardson is a better athlete than Justin Fields. He's closer to Lamar than anybody else in the league. He's going to be able to go out there and dominate with his legs. I hope he starts day one. And he's got weapons around him, too. He's got a guy like Michael Pittman who has got a big catch radius. Who They've got Alec Pierce who he can throw the ball down the field to. I forgot who they brought into, into the slot. But they've also got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield who he can hand the ball off and have some really fun RPOs with. So, like, I think it's a great landing spot. A top offensive line that will help block for him. Like, this is why all the Levis stands wanted him to go here because this is the only way Levis was going to thrive. 
he he's gone. And now it's Anthony Richardson. I think he's 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 got to be year one one in rookie drafts now, in my opinion. He has to be. Don't Oof. care where Bijan goes in super flex leagues, you have to be taking Anthony Richardson one overall. That is spicy. Uh, we are also joined here by our Debbie lead at campstacan.com, Mr. Corey Pereira. Corey, do you agree with Matt's take that Anthony Richardson now the 101 in rookie drafts? That's a tough one. You know, when I'm looking at it, when I am doing some of these mock drafts for Superflex, I'm super tempted to take a quarterback. I really am. No, you're uh, not. Right. I am. Right, right at the top of the draft, I'm tempted. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still going with Bijan, though. I uh, I think he's he brings everything to the table. I mean, hopefully we'll see him get selected here soon enough and we can get into him a little bit more. But I don't know. I think he brings everything to the table. I think running backs are are a, a young running back that starts from like day one is a king, a, a kingmaker in fantasy. You know what I mean? So hopefully you, you've got a good enough quarterback or can find a quarterback to kind of fill in the pieces if you need to. But I'm still going Bijan first, man. That's my guy. My, Matt, uh, Mike, you seem uh, like you have a pretty strong take here. <laughs> no, I just – Corey loves his running backs. He goes bully do, RB yeah. for everything no matter what. Every um, mock that me and Mike do for, like, all our mocks, he gets mad at me because I take running backs before, like, quarterbacks all the time. It's, so. it's irrational. <laughs> it's irrational. <laughs> Sometimes. It was, like, one draft. You relax. <laughs> all right. Um, I – we talked about landing spots. Like, again, this is, like, would have been perfect for – I really hope CJ Shroud dropped. My dropped, I mean, he went from two to four. I really hope CJ Shroud was going to go to the cold tier. They really do have a almost complete team. Um, but I'm, I'm not – I'm not against this at all. I just – it's a little bit raw. I'm worried about Jonathan Taylor now because he's not going to catch dump balls. I think he's going to be used as a runner less because Richardson can do that himself now. So I think JT stock takes a hit. Not sure how much of a hit, but it definitely takes a hit. Um, and then the pass catchers too. It's just really Pittman there. I don't know if you're you – the, the main Alec Pierce fan I know just left. So, But um, <laughs> but it's just Pittman there. You're not so. buying Isaiah McKenzie, slot wonder? No, never was. <laughs> Close secure all the way. But anyway – um. Yeah, so I, I, I love, I love, I love Anthony Richardson though. I really do. I, I think, I think he can work out. I love the coaching staff. Great pairing. Don't forget Jelani Woods and Mo Ali Cox. I'm just saying that's a big boy tight end room. That is yeah. a big yeah, for everyone, like, got players in there. For everyone <laughs> screaming accuracy issues, they do definitely have the big men on lock. So, like, definitely should help them. Just throw it. Yeah. Someone I'm in just waiting scenario. for. Uh... The first weekend in September, all those people that Matt just convinced to take Richardson 101 watching Captain Jorts start uh, <laughs> week one for the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do um, think to here too, though, with um, with Richardson, like the best case, or the best way to treat him like early on his career. So I think he's obviously good. Like Colts are going to expect him to start from day one, taking him this early. Like I think we can kind of see the Jalen Hurts route with him where it's like an offense catered to his strengths early on. You know, you see it expanded a little bit more in year two. Then year three, it expands completely when he's really more used to the terminology and everything at this level. And we see them go to a Super Bowl. I mean, they didn't win, but still, we see the kind of rise that he kind of saw. I think that could kind of be the path line for Richardson um, uh, as long as you take it slow with him. Don't put too much on his plate early. You know, this is only a guy one year starting, um, very raw at the position. So we're going to have to see uh, them take their time with him, I think. I agree. I think uh, as, as the draft got a lot closer, it was definitely Anthony Richardson first round I don't want to say lock because we heard the that about Malik Willis last year but I think we all felt a lot better about Anthony Richardson being a first round quarterback than uh, anybody else so 
with him being projected to go in the first round, that was my big worry was him having to start right away and not getting to do the Jalen Hurts where he gets to sit for an extra year. Now, Matt did mention that they have Captain Jorts, Mr. Gardner Minshew. Uh, but I think I would be pretty surprised if, if it's not Anthony Richardson here from day one. I would be surprised. Don't you disrespect uh, Minshew mania like that? Every- I, I think they <laughs> technically sure. still yeah. have Nick Foles, too. Nick Foles and Sam Sam Ellinger, Mr. Longhorn himself. Oh, God. (laughs) One of those guys is not making it. I really wanted Mystery Mania this season. I really did. Um, So this is a slight damper on my day, but that's just as a fan. It's not really as as an analyst or as a fantasy player. This is a slight damper on my my fandom. No, they actually kind of got lucky, by the way. They actually kind of got lucky there with that nobody that wanted a quarterback traded up to three because then they would have got themselves in a pickle there at four if, if somebody traded up to nab Richardson before them. So they're lucky the Texans kind of traded up there and saved them. There it is, Bijan Robinson. All right, I did finally see it, Matt. You didn't spoil it. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. You're welcome. I tried to hold like on. Like I said, I, I love the player. I love Bijan Robinson, the player. I think he is a phenomenal running back. I think he's one of the rare running backs that is worth a first round selection just because of his versatility uh, as a receiver as well. But in the top 10, I don't really love it. I kind of view this as the same as, as Kyle Pitts, where I like the player. I didn't love where we took him. Uh, but for fantasy purposes, this is this is going to be big for for Bijan. I mean, uh, Tyler Algier. Sorry, Mike. Uh, I think he's uh, he's dead in the water for fantasy value. But, but we saw Arthur Smith get you know run uh, run Derrick Henry uh, into the ground, and we might see that here with Bijan Robinson. Um, I actually don't think Algier's value is crushed here. I really I don't, don't. His value wasn't that high to begin with. He's probably now one of the high-end handcuffs in the league, and his value holds for <laughs> higher than it should. I don't really value handcuffs that high, but but yeah. I mean, uh, the key thing is, right, like Atlanta re-upped their, almost their entire offensive line this offseason. They and did. So, like, this was they coming They have a strong through. unit. Uh, Atlanta loves spending premium picks on low marginal value players, uh, <laughs> positions. And so, you know, like if you're a rebuilding team, you just got to waste your top premium picks on low marginal value, uh, positions. So, you know, yeah, ex- absolutely. I agree with Austin. Bring up, bring him a, bring him a punter in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, how you rebuild. <laughs> we'll take, we'll take low Jake marginal Moody. Positional value. We'll take Jake Moody in the second Oof. kicker out of, out of Michigan. That's so, like maybe the fourth best kicker in this class, but yeah. Matt did float <laughs> that he thought Richardson should be 101 now in Superflex rookie drafts. Most people uh, not named Matt going into tonight would have had Bijan Robinson 101 no matter the format. If you had him there, does that change for you with this landing spot? Nope. Still no. a rich number one for me. Ooh. I would rather Bijan, dude. Bijan yeah. with so, with Arthur Smith. Arthur, Arthur Smith with Arthur. Here's here's my thing. <laughs> Assuming, okay, I'll put it this way. Assuming you earned your one one spot, meaning your team sucks. A running back's not helping you because you're not bouncing back to a contending team with just a running back. So you have to build for the future. More than likely, it's going to take. I would assume again, if you earn that one one, you're a year or two away from competing on the fantasy side of things. At that point, Bijan is not going to do it for you. If you take quarterback, it doesn't have to be Anthony Richardson. If, if CJ Stroud's your one, if Bryce Young's your one, whoever, 
the quarterback retains the value and is the player to take it 1-1. It's not a knock on Bijan. Bijan's a phenomenal talent. I think he's Saquon-esque type talent. I do think he's generational, even though he didn't run as fast as people like. I do like the landing spot. The one thing I will say with, with Arthur Smith, though, too, is, yes, everybody uses the he runs the ball a lot with run running back. No, he actually only did it with Derrick Henry. When Derrick Henry wasn't in, they split the carries a lot. And they even did that some at times last year in Atlanta. I don't know that Bijan's going to get the Derrick Henry workload. I think he will get carries. That's why I don't think Tyler Algier is dead from the fact of like he's not going to be a starting running back. But I still think he's going to get touches in this offense. I don't think the workload's going straight on to Bijan. So I'm taking the quarterback because their value retains. I do think it's a great landing spot in Indy as well for, for Richardson. And if he develops, you got a top five player in the position for the next 10 years. You're hoping a running back lasts seven years in the NFL. You're hoping that. I think with Bijan, I if there is a, a running back that you're going to oh. give Derrick Henry so work stop, with. Stop, Barnabas, stop. That was a good <laughs> pick, dude. The only logical pick, honestly. If there's a player you're going to give uh, Derrick Henry workloads to, Bijan Robinson's got to be up there. I mean, it's a, it's a short list. So I, I do think he's going to get the workload. Um, Barnabas, you have some strong thoughts here? Uh, uh, Chicago only got a fourth for uh, trading to, out of that spot. Oh. That's not that. They only dropped one spot. They only dropped, yeah. They only went back. Uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, but... okay, look at what Chicago had to give up to get Mitch Trubisky moving yeah. up one spot. Granted, it was higher. But that was, but, that was different, but I, yeah. I, but this is also a team that could use someone like, you know, who they're drafting. I don't know if I should say it, but like – they could use that player. I don't know why they're giving up a fourth to move down one spot did, here. Did Philly Unless go Jalen Carter and like almost complete the Georgia defense on their defense? With N'Kobe Dean starting yeah, again this year because I, he just sat hey, for a year? I was I was on a podcast last night and I said Jalen Carter was going to go to the Eagles, so I'm glad that I got that right. So, I mean, Chicago has to go offensive line here after that. But, you know, it, that's just ridiculous. Howie has an infinity stone, uh, to quote my buddy Dalton <laughs> on Twitter. Like, I, I don't know how he's doing, how they're doing this. But, yeah. I am just shocked. Shocked that Will Levis is still here on the board. So blown away. <laughs> I know. I don't – I mean, this is a, uh, a a Bo Callahan-type fall here. I really don't mm -hmm. know what's going to happen. Is, is someone no going to be would. willing to trade up to get him? A big I part of me hopes that uh... – the Patriots take Levis. No, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> I would love it. After being so cavalier here. Don't put us on that. No, don't end Bailey Zappi's career like that. Right. <laughs> right. Bailey Zappi would end his career. Hey, I wrote about Bailey Zappi last year. Thank you. Um, and I said he would be okay in uh, backup spot. So, you know, I got, I'm going to count that one as a win. <laughs> you started for me a few times last year, Zappi, so I can't complain. Yeah, Corey, you were uh, you you were pro Bijan. It's still at one hundred and one when the Anthony Richardson was selected. Are you still pro Bijan Robinson one hundred and one rookie drafts? Yeah, I actually think it's a it's a great situation. Falcons were one of the better rushing teams last year, even though they rotated between a few guys. But again, they never really found their guy, even though Algier kind of became that as the season went on. But still, you had a breakdown this drive. No, they, that's what I'm saying. They found their guy as the season went on, but they took a while and they were splitting it between a lot of guys. I think Bijan is going to be the true guy there now. I mean, they're a team that what finished top five in like, yards per carry they allowed for or they had as a rushing unit uh, in the NFL. So I mean, I think it's a great situation and. 
hopefully, I don't know who's going to be the quarterback there. I don't know if Ritter, maybe, you know, sometimes these young quarterbacks like to dump off a lot as well. So maybe that's in the cards for Bijan as well. We know he's a great pass catcher as well. Um, something he's, he's actually underrated for really. A lot of people don't talk about it enough, how good of a uh, pass catching threat he is down the field too. So I don't know. I love the, I love the spot. I'm perfectly fine with him at 1.1 still. Like I said, I, I love the player. Um, and I, despite everything I said about, Bijan Robinson in this pick overall. I am still going to go get a Bijan Robinson jersey. So I am still <laughs> have a fan. to. Right, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta does run. They do. And they'll probably run even more next year. Yeah. So, like, yeah. like Matt's been saying, the wishbone, it's coming back. And that's yeah. about all you can run with, uh, well, with with Desmond Ritter. I mean, they have Cordero Patterson still. And they have Alan Sharon. Uh, they have Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yes. They still have Ford Errol Patterson, according to... All right, look, y'all, y'all get me to stop <laughs> shitting on Desmond Ritter, man. Look, no, nobody's, nobody's saying that he's going to be Justin Fields. But Ryan Tannehill was not a good quarterback either, and he was a fantasy stud for you for three years with Arthur Smith. Desmond Ritter's skill set is not worse than Ryan Tannehill's. I'm sorry. It you, is. You As a know. prospect? Yeah. No, yeah, it is not. No, it is not. He's a more Desmond. athletic prospect. Oh, so here, here's the difference, I know, right? I know why Matt's high in him, because a lot of his friends from a certain network were very high in him, too. I just... Who? <laughs> Desmond Ritter? Yeah. No, I was high on Desmond Ritter. I said he should have been a second-round pick last year. No, but the... but. But a different no, company. No, no they weren't. No, nobody that I. Well, I don't know who you're talking about. You can mention in the private chat, but I, I don't know of anybody who was high <laughs> on Desmond. Ritter. I said on this show last year, it was Colin, you, mm-hmm. Matt, and me. I think I. I said it was a great landing spot. Arthur Smith does well with those kind of quarterbacks. Like I'm not telling you he's going to be Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson, but he will. He will be good there. Oh, I don't think that they were. They were high on Malik Willis. I don't remember they, they were, they were high on him too. They had well, they're high on everybody. Let's just be honest. Oh. I mean, here's <laughs> the thing: it's it comes down to mechanics here, right? Tannehill had decently clean mechanics coming out. Um, he just what didn't have an arm, and so like you know, at the end of the day, here's the problem: Desmond Ritter zero platform. He doesn't know how to set his feet when he throws. And so that's why the ball just goes everywhere. And it's not like Lamar Jackson's footwork problem coming out. Lamar Jackson had a footwork problem coming out because he was sailing passes over receivers' heads. He mostly fixed that down because all you had to do was keep that front shoulder from dipping too far down and that uh, back hip from just like swinging. Uh, Desmond Ritter, his, his platform is inconsistent. He never has the same width of feet when he throws the ball ever. So now we're looking at like a point where um, if the quarterback doesn't know how to platform it correctly, um, have a good foundation. Like if you think back to someone like RG3, who had a very consistent platform, that was one of his strengths, right? Um, he's never going to do that until he can f- be able to throw accurately until he can fix that uh, foundation. So um, we'll see if they have the quarterback coach to do that. But um, yeah. Also, I wanted to clarify the Chicago got uh, 2024 fourth to move back one spot. Just saying. Also, I don't really care about his uh, his throwing motion and everything because he's thrown to the Twin Towers, man. Like, like Kyle Pitts and Drake London can catch the ball in another area code. I, I don't care. Like, all he's got to do is throw it up. He made Alec Pierce good. Granted, I get it was the G5. But, like, he's going to be fine. Again, I'm not claiming that he's going to be, like, this all-star quarterback. He's probably going to get replaced in a couple years. But for fantasy, next I think year. he's going to be a good player. No, because I think Atlanta's going to make the playoffs next year. So who are they going to take? They trade. Uh, Gardner Minshew is going to go to the Falcons. Minshew Mania is back on, baby. Minshew Mania uh, is not even going to start this I... year with Anthony Richards. Games broke us. Yeah, that was that's crazy. <laughs> There's no way Swift stays on the team, right? They've got to trade him. 
I guess. They might release him if he's got money. Either way, this is just a, like, I think we're in a green. It's like, this is a bad landing spot for Gibbs. So, right. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, definitely. With, with absolutely coming in. Too, I mean, this, is, this is awful. I don't think so. Okay, I, I, so hear. I brought this All up right. on, on the show that I did last night. I thought they'd take him in the second round. The way that they use Swift when he was healthy, I think if they use yeah. Gibbs that way, that he will be fine. I don't think that they – same thing I kind of argue with Bijan earlier. I don't think they're going to use him as the, the like, quote-unquote workhorse back, right? They still have David mm-hmm. Montgomery there. Montgomery's going to get his work. I think they will use him in specific situations. They will throw him the ball a lot. I think they'll maximize his touches. I forgot what his name is, Ben something, but he's a very, in my opinion, he's a very good offensive coordinator. I think it's a great spot for them because they have a great offensive line. Jared Goff is not afraid to to to, to, to check the ball down to him as well, which is where his fantasy points are going to come from. So I think it's yeah. a great landing spot for Gibbs. Depending, I don't know what he'll do this year if they keep Swift, because I think if they keep Swift there, it's going to be the Swift-Montgomery show. And I don't think we see Gibbs yeah. much until next year. But if they move on from, from Swift, I think you're going to see a ton of Gibbs and Montgomery. He's not going to be that RB1, but I think he could be a very high-end RB2 for you. Well, I don't know why Swift fell out of favor with them. Like, maybe just maybe being a little bit soft. They want to play through some of those injuries. But he always looked good, like, on the field. I think they had envisioned a Kamara-like role for him, right, with a heavy down banger playing the the Mark Ingram role. But I think what they always wanted Swift to be was that Kamara type. Maybe that will be what hopefully Gibbs can be, and they move on from Swift. But like you said, if, if Swift ended up staying, like, this is just a muddled backfield, like, running back by committee. I don't uh, I, I don't love it. Obviously, I think we were hoping for more, right? Like, it's like Chiefs at 31 or something, taking over Jarek McKinnon role and rushing a little bit as well. Like, that would have been, like, more fun, I think. But I don't know. It's a, it's It's okay, I guess. I got to talk myself into it like I talked myself into Swift last time when he was drafted there. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that, right? What was Swift's scouting report coming out of Georgia, right? The guy who could only cut left, didn't know how to cut right, um, and a guy that, you know, had injury issues but was going to, you know, had good potential because he was a pass catcher. Um, we have Jameer Gibbs, who can cut both ways, is still a decent pass catcher. And so if they're looking at Swift as a guy that's not going to be a power back anyway, they, yeah, I think, I think Swift's time there is over because he's covering basically the same bases, except for the fact that um, uh, Swift was expected to be slightly more of a a between the tackles guy coming out and they're finding out that he can't do that on that workload. And so Jameer Gibbs is a younger, cheaper version of that at this point. So why not? I guess. I mean, at this point, do they trade Swift? Well, I think there was some reports coming out right him? before the draft, right? If that they can, yeah. calls on him or something like that. There might have been some brief reports I thought I was reading about that, that they were getting calls on him. So, I mean, it, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I like I always say this about him that they kind of like even this past year was really weird. Him coming out and saying like, "Oh, I'm healthy. Like I can I can play all. I I'm ready to go. Give me a full workload." And then being like, "No, he's injured." And him not being on the injury report at all. And then the game coming and him not giving him anything. It's like I almost feel like they unfairly labeled him off of the early start in his career. I want it like he was. It almost seemed like he was willing to play through the injuries last year and and saying, "Yo, give me the give me the workload," and wanting to show it. And they just wouldn't do it. Like they've lost faith in him. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's fair. It definitely seems like they've lost faith in him. Uh, have we lost faith in him? Does anybody think he can be fantasy relevant in a new landing spot? Mm-hmm. Who needs a running back right now? 
Yeah, he's a great question. He could be fantasy relevant. He could be on my team. Tampa Bay RB2 or better. I mean, I think he could be an RB2 somewhere. I don't know if last year a lot of people, the last couple of years, a lot of people in dynasty drafts have pushed him being a top 12, and maybe that's because he's capable of producing some of those games. But they never used him that way in Detroit, and I don't know that anyone else is going to either. Yeah. I mean, we still have some landing spots. Like, we got to see what happens with – with like Minnesota and um, Dalvin Cook there, what Cincinnati does with Joe, Joe Mixon as well. There's been some rumors that they might cut him. Like, I don't know. There could be some openings in a place like that for him. But again, I don't know if he'll be a full-time role player in any of those places, but yeah. Meanwhile, Jamir Gibbs is not 215, by the way. So. <laughs> he is 199 soaking wet with 10 burgers in him from the night before. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's he put a weight in his pocket when they know when they weighed him. I'm still hoping that, like, because he kind of ran faster than I actually thought he would run. I'm hoping he kind of slimmed down for the combine, was training very hard, and his playing weight's more around like 200, 203, 204. Like, I don't know, but I didn't expect him to run 43. So, we have somebody in the chat who said they just started paying attention. What are the biggest surprises so far? Uh, we'll start off with uh, with you, Matt Fox. What was your biggest surprise so far of the night? I think Jameer Gibbs, where he mm. went at twelve yeah. uh, to the Lions. Makes I think that's going to be going to be consensus. Jameer Gibbs at twelve. Honestly, I thought he could fall out of the first round. Uh, I was kind of expecting mm-hmm. him more at the top mm-hmm. of the second. I uh, mean, we've had two running backs going zero wide receivers through now twenty picks, which is yeah. kind of surprising. That's also, that also probably fits the other in biggest, the surprise. Yeah, that's also probably the biggest surprise that no wide receivers yet. Almost through pick, yeah, we're almost through pick twenty here, and I don't think Seattle's going wide receiver unless I don't know they feel like some age there or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I was kind of surprised to see Seattle go corner. I guess they struck some gold last year with with Wool in there, um, but they've had they've had one of the worst defensive fronts in the like in the in the league last year. I'm surprised they don't add a piece. I would I would be surprised if they didn't find some kind of piece to add here, but it's getting a little thinner. I think I think this is a great spot for Miles Murphy. And we saw yeah. um Shane in the chat who also said the same thing. Honestly, Miles Murphy was a guy that I was mocking to the Falcons a couple times at, at eight. I you know I I think Miles Murphy's a very good player. I'm kind of surprised that he's still available here at 20. I'm not gonna call it one of the biggest surprises, but it's definitely a surprise. I think it'd be a phenomenal pick here for Seattle at 20. I think seeing Arizona trade uh, the pick to Houston, you know, we thought yep. Arizona might trade out of three, but seeing Houston come up and take back-to-back picks was kind of yeah, interesting. My surprise is there's a, there hasn't been like a big trade. There's no AJ Brown trade. There's no D hop trade yet. There's no bigger trades happening just yet. Everything is kind of quiet on the, on the Western front for right now. Yeah. Well, and if, if they're going to do the D hop trade, the one that we've seen rumored has always involved pick 22, which we're almost yeah. on top of now. It's close. We are getting up on that. I think we're also getting up in the range where we could see um, somebody trade back up in here, potentially for Will Levis. I think that's another one of the big surprises is that Minnesota. Will Levis is still on the board. Minnesota's up in two picks. Um, and after that, it's I don't time, think Corey. I don't think there's anybody else <laughs> that, that would take him oh, at this spot. God. Everybody else has their quarterback. You know, you have the Chargers with Herbert. Baltimore just wrapped up uh, Lamar. 
Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. Daniel Jones just got a big contract. Dak, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Let's not put it past the Cowboys. They've done things. <laughs> we would see. We would see uh, Barnabas walk off this. Uh, off. Yeah, this I'd show. be done just, for the night. I want to see. His, I want his helmet to get thrown at the wall with a star. <laughs> well, I mean, didn't when he they guys do need a tight, a tight end. end. So there you go. Yeah. That's just... Hey, they need a tight end. Just got the Seahawks selection. Oh in. boy, man! And I think this was a, this was a surprising one here. Uh, Jackson there Smith and Jigba, first wide receiver off the board. Not necessarily there surprising there, but first wide receiver off the board going pick twenty to Seattle. Jackson Smith and Jigba had that phenomenal, phenomenal sophomore year with sixteen hundred yards. Uh, this past year, he only played three games. Uh, he was injured pretty much all year. Dealt with a hamstring injury. Uh, we are seeing him now go here in the first to Seattle, who has Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf on the roster already. Where do we think JSN slots in here with Seattle? Corey, I'll throw this one over to you first. Yeah, I was actually just looking into it because I wanted to see how many slot snaps that that Lockett was running last year, but he only ran at a 24.4% rate last year out of the slot. So it's actually fairly low. There is room for... JSN to come in there and compete probably and at least be, uh, be a contributing member with those two guys still on the outside. Still tough to see if there's going to be enough volume for all three of the guys. If we like all three, maybe they end up moving off of a guy. Um, I think Can I, I just ask a quick question, pod, but yeah, go ahead. Um, are those slot numbers adjusted for plays in which there was no slot? I have no idea. I'm looking at player profiler, to be honest. I, I just tried to make a quick look up, and it says slot snaps, 185 of them, 24.4%, number 47 in the league for, for slots. Well, because my point is this, right? We know Seattle likes to run the ball a lot, whole lot, yeah. right? And yep. that's the, mm-hmm. kind of their identity. So if they're running out of 20, 21 personnel or even you know 22 maybe, like there is no slot. So I don't know that you can call that yeah. a non-slot slot snap, right? And so – um, I, I'm assuming that number goes way higher in the instances where there was a slot because you're just wide receiver two. So, which is fine. Like you can call someone a wide receiver two who plays in the slot a lot, but he's not a slot receiver by sheer virtue of there are no other receivers to put out there when you only have two receivers going out. Yeah. I'm not too sure of their personnel numbers and how they do it, but you are right. They are a run heavy team. And with Gino back there, they're probably not giving him like the whole keys to the offense all the time, probably trying to protect him a little bit and be a little bit more of a run heavy team. But yeah, I mean, it's a little bit lacking in opportunity compared to what we probably wanted for him. And in, in some of these other places that had more of an, uh, an area for a wide receiver two at least to make an impact. He's probably wide receiver three here on the depth chart without a move for one of these guys. So maybe not the, the best situation we were hoping for. I think it's the – go ahead, Carl. No, I was just going to say I think Barnabas will be happy with this, uh, with the bet that he has going on with him going to Seattle. I I am. I'm I'm wondering (laughs) if we should just cash it out now. Just, you know, might as well, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be tough to to hit that. If anybody wasn't listening before, Barnabas made a bet that he won't hit 2,000 yards within the first two seasons, and I think he's going to have some trouble here now in Seattle for sure. He is. He is. Brandon, what are your thoughts? I was just saying it's going to be a transition time. Like, yeah, Lockett could play outside, so I feel like JSN is just going to kind of slot in and kind of be wide receiver three to start. But Lockett is getting up there in age. Metcalf ain't going anywhere, you know, so it's 
going to be a slower transition, but I'd say in maybe a year or two, then JSN will take over as the wide receiver too. Maybe hand in hand, maybe Metcalf disappears like he has in a few games where it's just going to be JSN season. So it's possible, but it's going to be a little bit harder in this spot versus the Chargers. I believe the Chargers are up next. If they go mm-hmm. Jordan Addison, I'm liking that. That would be a sweet fit, I believe. But I mean, what's got to be a bummer about where JSN goes to is where he got mocked was a lot of places where people didn't have any, like if he had gone to Houston, he's their best receiver by far. Mm -hmm. And he gets to grow with his college quarterback, CJ Stroud. That would have been a great potential landing spot. And like you said, here is a team that has two established receivers who've been fairly successful. Who's also a run first team with a pretty incredible running back. Ken Walker was dominant when he got his chance and, I don't expect them to go away from that. So kind of a fantasy bummer. Definitely a fantasy bummer. I think that Geno Smith is, we just saw the best year that that he's had by a long shot here. Do we think he can repeat that season? No, we, we talked about that on our show. We, um, my podcast partner Dennis said a few times that he thinks that was Geno Smith's career year period, yep. and that's probably accurate. Yeah, definitely regression coming. I yeah, I would I would agree with that. And but they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of weapons there now. Um, yep. So I think the Seattle offense could be really interesting next year, and they're going to have to be because that run defense is going to be awful again uh, as they take a corner and a wide receiver. Yeah. Well, they still have Denver's second round pick, which is fairly high, uh, and their own second round pick. So they're not out of picks to waste. Not saying they're going to take a defensive player, but uh, there's a few tight ends still on the board for them. (laughs) Yeah. They have Noah Fant, though, at tight end. They just they traded for him. And they have Will Disley at tight end and somebody else, too. Ooh, pick his ever chargers. Pick is in for the Chargers. I, a lot of people have been mocking oh, another wide receiver here. Maybe we see a run on wide receivers. There's been some tight end love I here too for, for offensive no. skill positions at least. My, but. I've said on the Better Sports Network that I don't think any tight ends go in the first round. I don't think there's any of them that are yeah are worthy of of going in the first round. If any of them do, I think it's probably going to be Darnell Washington given his size and his athleticism. But I don't think he deserves it, and I think that uh, I, I think Michael Mayer would be the only one that I would even consider oh, in the first round. Wow, Chargers uh, got him a guy, and yeah. the, uh, the, the size and everything here. Chargers take Quentin Johnston, wide receiver from Tennessee. <laughs> I like. I don't mind. Barnabas wins. I just, I, they're drafting. They're they're drafting essentially the same guy every year, right? Like they're yeah. draft, drafting like <laughs> Mike Williams, Mike Williams, Mike just Williams. Another guy on the other. Yeah, they're just keep trying to make that. They're they're trying to convince everyone that they're this profile of receiver works, and uh, they just keep taking shots at it. And I don't know that it's ever going to be. I don't know about fantasy relevance, but I, they're not anywhere near the top producers in the league. And Mike Williams is just hurt constantly, and I it's just, I. I well, maybe they're hopeful of that with Quentin too, that he can grow into maybe taking over that Mike Williams role. And I think that we could probably agree 
that I mean, besides the testing or whatever, but at least we see a little more fluidness from Quentin Johnson as a mover than from Mike Williams, somebody who's maybe a little more uh, can be used in different ways. Where Mike Williams has kind of just been that big jump ball guy, like they, you know, they they had the talks of treating him like Michael Thomas when what's his name came in when Joe Lombardi came in, and they yep. tried to use him that way, and it didn't exa- didn't exactly work out. He, he ended up getting injured, and he was, he was having an okay season, but maybe they're hoping this can bring a little bit more upside to to his role eventually if they decide to move on from. I know they just signed Mike Williams, I think last year though. Does anybody have any idea what that contract was? Four years. Four years. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if there's an out there or something with that, but, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it kind of feels like two guys fighting for the same role here. And also we can't be sure what uh, the chargers are going to do with their offense. Cause remember they went to Kellen Moore uh, who was in Dallas. Um, they also have a huge question mark in the backfield. I, I yep, think had exactly. we not seen a Robinson and a Gibbs go, maybe they would have been tempted to take a running back because Eckler's already said he wanted to be traded. And who knows what they have behind him. You know, we didn't really see Isaiah Spiller make any kind of impact last year. Um, but they must – it's – the AFC West for the last few years has been an arms race, so I guess it makes some sense for them to keep – piling on weapons yeah i think at this point they 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 had they almost had to go wide receiver round one or round two here they they needed somebody given keenan allen's age and his contract status mike williams injuries like we were talking about here so i think it's a very interesting move to say the least uh matt bruning uh what are your thoughts on quentin johnston going to the chargers being paired with justin herbert I mean, I don't, I don't love it. I don't hate it. Uh, obviously, I love being paired to Justin Herbert. Um, Keenan Allen, you know, he could probably. I think he's going to be gone after this year. The the contract says that they're probably not bringing him back. I don't really like Mike Williams. I, I think he's 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 overrated. Maybe that's because of the back injuries he suffered throughout his career. I just I, he's been good and he was efficient at the beginning part of last season, but then he kind of really fell off. If they help develop him and use him the right way, I think Quentin Johnson could be a stud. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think he's got the highest ceiling. I've said that before. Just He's the size speed that you want of an alpha. Nobody else in this class has that. So I do like the pairing to Justin Herbert, but I feel like we've seen them take these guys a lot. and They just don't work out. So I am a little bit worried about that. And I don't love the coaching staff either. I think Brandon Staley is, has actually kind of been bad for this offense. And I do think that if they end up not having a good year, he could be fired. And then we don't know what this offense will be moving forward. So it's okay. Like I don't love it. I don't hate it. And we do see Kellen Moore coming in as the offensive coordinator. Like Matt uh, was saying, Barnabas, you have experience watching Kellen Moore, given that you're a Cowboys fan and he was your offensive coordinator for a while. What are your thoughts on what this Chargers offense might look like with Kellen Moore? Uh, Kellen Moore is known for running a lot of like stick routes that, and, uh, I don't know. We'll see like Kellen Moore has consistently produced top offenses, right? Whether you want to put that on Kellen Moore or Dak, or I don't know, some mixture of both, whatever Cowboys offense has been one of the top in the league for the past couple of years. Um, whoever you want to give credit to whatever. Um, here's my thing. The chargers had a speed deficit here, right? Keenan Allen is, was like a four high four five guy coming out when he, even before all the injuries, uh, Mike Williams is not a speed guy and QJ is known as like a, a tall, like jump ball guy, but he's only six two. Like he's not really as big as people thought he was because going into the combat, people were like, Oh, is he going to be six, four? Like, no, he was like six, two and like three eighths or something. Seven so tenths, it, seven tenths. 
Seven tenths? I that's not <laughs> I don't think they measure measurement any tenths. we use. Yeah. Point seven. Is that Canadian? Point seven. So he was five eighths uh, then, sure. Um it's six, six foot three. Let's round up. But first off, we celebrate the Patriots real quick. We Bill, Bill. No, Bill, we can't Bill. because someone no, decided to end the stream as we were trying to drop the Jameer Gibbs news. So no, we're not celebrating anything, Patriots. All right, well, we can celebrate Corey coming back. Corey. Hello. <laughs> What's going on, Ask buddy? Ask him if seven-tenths is a thing. You've been missed. Um, in Canada, what do you guys call seven-tenths? I have no idea. Like, that's that's a fraction. That's, 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 a fra- that's the same, that's the same it, fraction everywhere. Yeah, isn't that the same? Like, well, I don't sure, think we call anything different. Seven-tenths. And I'm five-six and seven-tenths, too, then. Uh, so I do, I do have a question for the group here. Uh, I know I'm I'm coming in here after a little bit of a hiatus. Does QJ go above Gibbs in freshman drafts? So rookie drafts? I was actually about to ask that. What yes. what are your guys' rankings right now with everything that's gone down? Oh, say I got them written down. So do you want to do you want to do superflex or do you want one QB? Which one <laughs> nah, one? superflex. Most of our most campus of Canton leagues are superflex. So let's stick. With All right, yeah. So superflex uh, depends on what you want. Wait, Houston wait. Or- you have to flex while you say this. Uh, I mean, I've been I've been in the gym, bro. <laughs> Mike, my fellow uh, workout buddy over there, shout out to Mike. Uh, I'd say Bryce Young goes first. Probably you're gonna take C.J. Stroud. Uh, I'd probably push. I don't know, man. I like Bijan and Atlanta a lot. I know people are like weird on it, but I love it. He's he can pass catch. He can do everything. Algier becomes basically just a backup or a handcuff, whatever you want to call him. Basically, hey man, sorry, bro. <laughs> Trade Algier. Get out of him. I tried. Away. I really did try. I couldn't get Bro, high can enough. I just, can I vent for a second before we go into this? So Absolutely. I was trying to get Zach Wilson right for like a fourth round. And this dude just kept on be like, no, I'll take a second for him. I was like, I don't want to sit on Wilson for two or three years waiting for him to possibly be decent. I was like, why do you want a second? It's ridiculous. Stop having weird expectations when you're trading people, man. Keep trading. What cut. Go to that the? F- <laughs> what the? Oh, I saw. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, Wait, are we gonna skip the rankings question or what? Let's do rankings real quick. No, Not keep rankings. going. The pick hasn't technically been announced yet. Uh, all right, No, we got no. Do I need to know? Is it why? Is it? Is it I think we got wide it. Receiver. Okay, tell me. I need to know now. Jalen Hyatt. It's Zay Flowers. Z- Zay. Whoa. Zay's going okay. to the Ravens. Oh. Rest in peace, Rashad Bateman. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, that's I true. OBJ is kind of washed. They're, they they're might still get trying to. Still. They're trying to get D Hop, man. Like I, that, the, the problem with even if D-Hop, you know that. Yeah. the problem is even if you love Bateman, they're telling you with all their moves that they don't exactly yeah. let yeah. him go. Like their OBJ free. nuke interest now they're going to Zay Flowers. Like they are it's, losing faith in him, so it's yeah, hard to keep faith Bateman. yourself in the guy. It is a new OC there, so maybe just you know mm-hmm. no look. Yeah, the OC that likes to use tight ends, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they already have tight ends. No, 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 no. Let, let, I want to dispel that myth right there. He used a tight end at Georgia because that was their best receiver. When he it was in ball, when he was, wow. when he was in Cleveland, they did not use the tight Tampa. end at all. It was Odell Beckham Jr. And Mike Evans had a thousand yards every single year with him. What do you mean? It was all about the tight end in Tampa. I didn't say it was all about the tight end, but he likes to use tight ends. He used Cameron Joku? and OJ Howard. He did not use Cameron Bright that much or OJ yes, Howard. He, did. One of those guys he couldn't even use OJ, honestly. Like, yeah, he actually made them relevant. He barely um, made, he made Cameron Bright relevant because he caught touchdowns. 
Matt's taking shots at the Mike last time. Mike Evans was phenomenal. So was Chris Godwin. When he was in Cleveland, no, it was Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry who both went over 1,000 yards. David Njoku did nothing. The only reason Brock Bowers was a stud at Georgia is because they have nobody else. So, like, this whole tight end narrative I think is is ridiculous. Now, Mark Andrews is going to be a stud because he is the best receiver at Baltimore. I'm not trying to say that part. But they uh, will use other receivers. So we can't prove your theory is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I think the receivers I think the receivers are gonna be fine. I think Mark Andrews is gonna be the one there. He he's the best player on that team on the offense yeah, outside of Lamar. Yeah, that's a tight but end. So you, we can't use, prove Yeah, but it's not can't. all about the tight end though. What everybody's sitting there saying, Oh, because he did that with Brock Bowers, like Cameron Brait, I mean, I'll pull up his stats. I do not he was good he in had, the red zone. He was no he was spotty. He, he was spotty. Like I'm 80, not supporting yeah. that. They had yeah, he had about 80 combined catches for his tight ends during his time in Tampa Bay. I looked it up for one of the Canton Bound shows. That's that's all right. So, uh, Mike, what's your scouting report on Zay Flowers though? for tight ends? Yes. Yeah, so, my scouting report on Zay Flowers. Thank you for asking. Yeah, don't ask just... Mike. No, no, I got it. You can tell me later, Corey. <laughs> no, Mike and I agree. That's why I asked Mike. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this this guy, great release. He has a great release off the line. He played at one seventy. Don't care that he weighed in one eighty. We all know he played at one seventy. All right. We're not falling for the Jalen Rager stuff again. And. <laughs> and and he's soft in his routes. He, he can easily get hit off his routes, which does happen. Okay, he's a slot only guy. He is tough at the catch point. He's not a slot only guy. Sometimes he's sometimes tough. He literally played point. more snaps outside than he played slot. That's at that's at Boston College. They needed him yeah, too. Who was Boston yeah. College trotting out there to play receiver? No, he. But I'm saying he okay. operated as a true X, though. He didn't. He's not a Corey, slot only guy in his. Corey, you made me so mad. I pulled off the zipper off my pants. All right, I don't know. <laughs> bro. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Family I thought that was the Christian Gonzalez pick. Pocket. Oh, man. I'll show you, but I also don't want to be on a list. Yeah, let's not do anyway, that. Right? <laughs> well, I'm going to do that. The NFL this plays is... outside, Corey, though? Five foot nine plays on the outside? No. Uh, probably unless not, his name no. is 2 Unless you're well. like Scotty Miller. But what's Scotty Miller? Like 5'10? <laughs> he's also like, a no. slot. Yeah, he's also No, he's a slot. an outside guy. Look up Scotty Miller's things. Oh, uh, God, I will, things. Corey. He's I will. Here we go again. Um, anyway, anyway, at the catch point though, he can make some nice acrobatic body, like not body, excuse me, body, like body adjustments and just look amazing. Other times though, he's got some weird drops, and I don't really understand that. Me and Corey have talked about it. And then as a yak threat too, he just has no dog. He just got no dog in him, and and that's that's um not optimal. So I, I don't think he's worth the first. I think he's a fine like late second, early third. I, I, People are going to hate that and say he's a second rounder. Fine. He's a second rounder. Alec Pierce went to, tons of guys go in the second that shouldn't go in the second. He can be one of those guys. But Tyquan Thornton? Yeah. Ty, yeah. I'm still <laughs> crying from it, dude. I'm still crying. Wow. The Patriots, right? Yeah. Here's he's going to tear the other zipper off his pants. <laughs> and, and now, and now he, goes, he goes to a dual threat QB. So it, it's now a crowded, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Ravens are a crowded wide receiver room officially. So it, as far as like a good crowd or like for, a bad mall Wait, crowd but Nixon, is Duvernay the Nixon. tallest of that group though it's a it's a better crowd than than georgia right now in the off season so that's for sure but um at least they have a crowd unlike the packers yeah <laughs> or, or colorado or the patriots i mean just colorado's a good example <laughs> yeah also so, five foot nine and a quarter not five ten by the way yeah why are we biased, biased. let's just round up seven tenths, bias, dude, bias. no he's five foot nine and a quarter <laughs> 
He's going to get listed at 5'10 in the NFL. That's he right. Everybody. James yeah. J- Jalen Waddles listed at 5'10. He came in at 5'9. Like, every, like, everybody that is, like, in this range gets bumped up to 5'10 for some reason. ESPN so, just Josh told Downs me Zay Flowers is the next Tyreek Hill, so I guess they'll be fine. <laughs> oh. I'm watching on NFL Network saying that they that he's Steve Smith, so. Yeah. Yeah, either way. So he's elite. He's cops, <laughs> man. He is elite. Yeah, either way, he's 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 going up. I, I agree with a lot. I, I agree with a lot of what Mike was saying, though. But I do think that you he I have to give him credit as a yak threat, though. But maybe not play strength wise, but elusiveness wise, I have to give his, him straight. His his footwork would have Rex Ryan salivating. I mean, he does have yeah. really good footwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The key thing there is he keeps his feet under him. He just he's not a runner that like needs that to like sail his feet behind him to get acceleration. Like his mm-hmm. feet are always under him. It's kind of like a running back style a little bit. Or back in the old NCAA days when your running back was like a full sprint and running like on his like. <laughs> over his feet you know like but it's that animation that's zay flowers right like because he's so short he can keep that lower center of gravity so low that he can change on that but like like we all he's small and mm-hmm. uh that likely limits him to slot at the next level and he's just he doesn't have that he's not zippy like uh you know he's not a cole beasley scotty miller type guy where he's just gonna like zip and run up in or and out and call it a get call it a day after five yards like that's not his game he needs longer things and a lot of his yards were just because phil jerkovich could uh hang in there long enough against that behind the abysmal offensive line to give him that 20 like 15 yard dig like it was not it was not scheme it was not good throws either so he that's why he had to adjust so often but i just don't see a guy who's going to be your number one receiver ever potential and i don't know that there's number two potentially there even like he is a guy that you are lucky to have on your receiving core, but he's not a guy that's going to carry your team statistically. Yeah. I think he's, I see him more as a, as a number two wide receiver. And I think that's probably his ceiling. I don't know why you take a number two wide receiver in the first round here. I think that that move kind of perplexes me. Well, De- Devonta Smith went in the first. Yeah, but he was taken to point. be a wide receiver one at the time. And he's a Heisman. That's true, though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Taken. And he has a Heisman. Thank you. Uh, there's another Heisman we talked about yesterday in 05 that went as a UDFA. I'm just saying. Jason this White. He's got those Carson <laughs> Strong knees. Oh, man. Yeah. Zay really has some trouble with his, with his hands, too, though. Like, if, I don't know if you guys, you guys watch him. It's specifically on out routes. I'm telling you, this guy catching outside his frame towards the outside, for some reason, struggles with it. Double catches it, uh, drops him, flat out drops him. I'm not sure why. And I noticed in his freshman tape and still in his senior tape, he was still doing the same thing. I'm not sure. He got a little bit better, but more double catches than just straight dropping. But <laughs> either way, I'm not, I'm surprised that he, he got first round capital, even as someone who supports him, to be honest. Zay Flowers right. is now the highest ever Shrine Bowl participant to be drafted. Oh, I was going to say that. You're not even tracking that data. I'm the one tracking that data. Dude, I, <laughs> you stole Mike's <laughs> point. I can't believe I was going to sneak away and tweet that, too. I can't believe you just did that to me like that. We're I'm never sharing a room ever Twitter. again. <laughs> what? Come no, on, man. Nighttime cuddles? I don't know, man. 50 seconds of agony here for my Vikings. <laughs> Nobody tip me. I want to find out. I want to find out. Raw screen. I think <laughs> this is. This is probably the last or, spot for or a trade in or a trade for Will in. Levis, unless there's a trade in. Oh um, my god! It'll oh, be. Uh, it is Will Levis. You guys are joking, but it is Will Levis. I'm gonna go get myself a glass. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of night. <laughs> oh man, I'm stressed. The pick out. is in, and, and we will. Oh. Uh, 
we'll, we'll we'll get Corey's live reaction here in a minute. Corey, what uh what stream are you watching? Uh, NFL, you watching Network. NFL Network. Same. NFL Network, okay. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's they're clapping right now. They're pretty happy. <laughs> they oh, are happy. Yeah. They're always clapping though. I'd be a little concerned if uh, they weren't clapping. Um, but has anybody seen Will Levis move? I, he was standing up a second ago, man. That's, that's what scares not who me. It is. Okay, okay. Well, you killed it. I said don't <laughs> oh, kill it. Oh, let's go. What, what is this? Hold on. I like Matt, it. I'm not. Matt. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you find out. But I think is it's it good. Favorite? I love it. Okay. Well, I, I like that we're excited. At least let's see what we got. Here. I, I love it. I'll be very curious to see what your thoughts are on it. Spence is just like killing them. I, mean, I, I, yeah, I haven't seen it. What would you like to pick to four be? Wide I have no idea. I can honestly make a case for everything because we um, failed at defensive picks for so bad for so many freaking years that it's like, Ooh, I, just I, think that, I love it. We get I a Jordan Addison maybe here. This uh, yeah, wide receiver's been a hot pick. It gives you your uh, your bet. Boy, he's going to love it. I'm going to love it. You're going to love it. Oh, man. Is this a UNC guy? Hey, don't worry. Josh Downs is my wide receiver four in this class. So thank you. Just Barnes, so you know, I got you, Brittany. I got you. I got you. We me want too. to talk about small guys that can only play in the slot. Josh Downs is my guy over Zay Flowers here. Yes, me too. I've already got the graphic ready to go. I'm ready to just throw this Let everybody just react. You're going to love it, bro. Let's go, man. Devin Achain. So yeah, come on, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Corey was not like that. He would lose his mind. What's he handcuffed to uh to uh Alexander Madison? Yeah, perfect, right? Because right. y'all are oh, trying to get rid of uh, I'll Cook, take right? that. I'll take there that. Jordan go. Addison. There it is, there Jordan there Addison. Is. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice compliment to Justin Jefferson. Four yeah. wide receivers in a row. We get Jordan Addison coming off the board to the Vikings. Former Bolitnikoff Award winner transfers to USC, leads the wide receiver room there at USC. Now a first round selection. Corey, Vikings fan, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, not as not as uh, bad as I as I was uh, thinking I was gonna be. I thought I was gonna no deal with some, yeah. I, thought I was gonna deal with some Will Levis there, but no. I mean, we need another option on the outside with Thielen gone. Um, we take some pressure off of Justin Jefferson as well. We saw kind of uh, the shell of Thielen not really be much in the playoffs, and then when when teams just focused on taking Justin Jefferson out of the way, double he was having to make catches in between double in double coverage, I and mean, then coming down with these crazy one handers when he's guarded like crazy. We needed somebody to take pressure off of him. Well, the strength of this team is offense right. now now which kind of makes me think that we sh that i wanted to see defense but like i was talking about before we failed with defensive picks for freaking years now our cornerbacks are playing elsewhere and doing better than they were with us like <laughs> it's it's ridiculous right now so i'm i'm okay with this direction and it's just like improving the thing that is our strength right now that's that's kind of how i feel and i i kind of like it for fantasy a little bit i think that there's room here with with how much production comes out of there with how much kirk constantly throws for every year there could be some fantasy upside here it's and like with that running yeah. back room being a little less, the uh, a little more unsettled, we don't know what Dalvin oh, Cook's going to do. Jags just traded the pick to the Giants. Yeah, Giants moved up oh. one here for oh, God, uh, one sixty and two forty. Oh man, that's Will Levis. The Jaguars. Oh, I don't know. Taking Will I don't, Levis. <laughs> no, oh, I thought the Giants <laughs> no, moved no, up. So, my bad. My bad. I think the Giants. The Giants so. did move up. One, they were one behind the Jaguars. Yeah, so Giants moving up sense. for Will Levis. Just, just watch. Just watch. Oh, um, man. All right, so who's wide receiver one now? Because none of these guys got that big a different draft capital. I'm going to say 
just because of Allen probably one last year. So I'm going to say QJ is wide receiver one currently. And I'd say Addison probably sneaking up to two, unless you're JSN and you're just a believer that he's going to take Lockett's spot immediately. I mean, I'm a, I'm a talent over uh, opportunity guy for the most part. So I think JSN is still going to be my wide receiver one. I can see that. All right. Well, we were uh, talking about our rookie rankings. We heard a little bit from Brandon here. Let's throw it over to Corey. Corey, what are your, based on these landing spots and everything that we have going so far, what are your early thoughts on this rookie class? He's going to give fantasy. all my, he's, he's my... going to give, he's, I got this, Corey. I got you. He's going to go Bijan, then Gibbs, and then he's going to go Zach Charbonnet. We haven't been selected yet, but he's confident. <laughs> Gibbs is dead last. <laughs> Hold the well, phone. Brandon's boys might be coming off the board here. Sorry, the bills are on the clock. Oh, baby. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. Oh, That's down to Buffalo. Let's go. Come on. No, I'm happy. I'm still happy with Bijan first. I still love this, the landing spot with Atlanta. Absolutely. Um, the quarterbacks are still fine at the top there, Stroud and, and Bryce and Anthony. And then, like, I don't know. I get, it gets – I think I still want to stick with JSN for right now, at least my initial thoughts before I, like, dive into it and give it a little more thought. But I think I'm sticking with JSN as my number one right now. Um, and QJ is my number two. Like, I don't think, I, I don't think anything's moving for me right now. Really? I, I, I like, I like, like the thing is with Seattle, like I understand that right now it doesn't look the greatest, but in one year's time, who knows what we're looking at? Like maybe he's going to be on a new connection with a new quarterback next year, like whoever they bring in next year. And, or if Geno stays as a the guy, these wide receivers are productive in this system as well. So it's not like it's a bad spot for JSN really. Right. So I'm, I think I'm still fine with JSN one QJ two. Um, Gibbs might be the one that that falls a little bit for me here because I don't understand where his where his value is going to come from here. Like I might go all three wide receivers before I go Gibbs. Ooh, yeah, we, ESPN just uh, updated the Detroit Lions backfield depth chart and put Gibbs as RB one and Montgomery as two and Swift as three. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Montgomery dagger for Swift fans. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Corey, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop the question on our on back to Debbie here. Do you think QJ pop goes, the question? You, Oh, yeah. where's the ring? Dude, we're popping stuff over there. But do you think that QJ should be taken before Gibbs in drafts? There's the, there's the theory as well that with this not being a spot that I see initial production from on day one, there's also the theory of these wide receivers are just lasting longer dynasty, right? And if he's not going to be making that impact early on in his career to make a difference for you, like I could see going QJ first, man. I think he's the longer long-term asset, and I think he, he has a – potential to be more productive early especially with like mike williams uh, yeah. injury problems and stuff like that but with that muddle backfield unless something happens with the lions which is going to be a question we're all going to have to ask ourselves here where if swift ends up leaving we might end up feeling better about gibbs a little bit but as of right now it's pretty muddled i'm a bit like i said I, i'm a big talent over over such opportunity kind of guy so i'm still with jameer gibbs here on this one i don't think you take a running back at 12 if you don't intend to use him now, maybe they have Montgomery and him split work, but I, I still think that they're going to use Jameer Gibbs and I think they're going to use him creatively. We know uh, Jared Goff likes to dump the ball off. So I still think I'm going to take Gibbs over QJ. I, ha I think QJ is pretty raw. He needs some refinement are and you, I'm not necessarily sure that, I, I don't want to take that risk in the first round. Uh, Are you factoring I, in the possible five years of Justin Herbert? I mean, 
uh, Justin Herbert could be could be great. And if Quentin Johnston's not good, then does it matter? I didn't think Mike Williams was on the trajectory of good until Herbert showed up, and that was quite a few years of disappointment. I mean, Mike Williams was was solid when he was healthy. Yeah. Um, I think he had know, one so, year that was like a thousand I yards, think, like three touchdowns, and then like he followed up with a metal injury year, and then it was like year it was like year three or year four of him to really get his feet underneath himself, and that was with Herbert that was there. So I got an interesting question. So thinking about QJ, thinking about Mike Williams, would you rather say if you have like the 108, 109, would you rather trade for someone already there like Mike Williams, or would you rather spin it on QJ and wait in the rookie draft? What would be your thoughts there? I'd take QJ, I think that'd be my because I think Mike Williams is probably I would I would imagine that that contract I haven't looked at it I have to pull it up I imagine that contract probably hasn't out somewhere sooner than that four years actually does right. and with his injury problems and 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 his age getting up there as well like I think he's he's definitely gonna be the guy to take over there pretty soon anyone else with thoughts so yeah, Mike no. Williams was really a three-year, $60 million contract. The dead cap is 26 this year, 12 and a half next year. Yeah, so it could be cut next year. Yeah, some more plausible next year, I guess, yeah. I don't know. He was cutting 12 and 12? a half. Like, yeah, it was a that's all. Yeah. <laughs> the, Patriots didn't do it. the Patriots Decent didn't do it to Aguilar with 10. Yeah, but it's Aguilar, so... But you don't need him to be cut for Quentin Johnson to have an opportunity because Mike Williams is good for five or six missed games a year, it seems like. And then yeah. Yeah, so a few more games where it kind of disappears. I think there's also a thing here with like you're talking about the risk associated with Quinn Johnson. Yes, there is. He's that size speed guy that's relied on that athleticism throughout his career. Is going to have to become a more refined guy at the next level to take that next step and play against these, these kind of this level of talent at the next oh. level. But Gibbs weight as well tells us that we should be a little bit worried, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he certainly doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, project as the, as a high volume running back as well. And now you're talking about a guy who's not high volume in a situation where there might not be a lot of volume there. We're gonna have to be relying on him to be crazy efficient with his touches, which is plausible for him. I'm not going to put that past him. He has like that Alvin Kamara in his future, but I think there's risk associated with both guys. I think there's, that's going to be the question I think in draft is QJ or, or, or Gibbs in that area right now. Well, and you have to wonder, is is Detroit going to end up with like a backfield like what Philadelphia had last year where they have two or three or four guys and they like them all and whoever's on the field is on the field? Yeah, I think that's very fair. Um, We just got the Buffalo pick. That is in now. And Buffalo takes a tight end. Dalton Kincaid. In so the Dawson first Knox round, so they traded up for a tight end. They Come on, trade up for a tight end, and they trade up for a tight end who is undersized uh, at 240 pounds. They that trade up with a tight end what? with a back injury. They yep. must have uh, thought Dallas was. He is clear to be, to be fair, but they it looks like they tried to jump in front of Dallas there. Who I, I'm assuming they th- thought was going to take a tight end. I would much rather Michael Mayer at Dallas. Say Mayer at Dallas. Mayer's with light, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, here's the thing. Dallas want needs a tight end who blocks anyway. There, Mike McCarthy's no, kind of old right? And so, like, it didn't make sense that the Bills felt rushed to take Dalton Kincaid there when they could have just, yeah, they, they could have sat back a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, we got a couple options here if we want to talk about that or we can finish talking about Kincaid first. Yeah. I mean, let's finish talking about Kincaid first. Dalton Kincaid was a zero star recruit originally going to San Diego 
for basketball, mm-hmm. ends up at Utah, and then just had a phenomenal year this past year. 70 catches, 890 yards, eight touchdowns. Um, he did have that back injury at the end of the year. Does seem like he has been cleared now, but it has taken all offseason for him to get cleared. Dalton Kincaid taken in the first round. How high are you taking him in your rookie drafts now, Mike? Not that high. Um, it's a tight end. Let's be realistic here about it. I know you hate tight ends. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. In the football sense, I do hate tight ends. Um, it, he's a fine pass catcher. I just think the Bills are already kind of busy. They have a busy wide receiver record. They kind of already have a set like in group there. It's not that I don't think he can't be involved. It's just that I'm asking so I think he's top five, top seven tight end in the NFL. And the answer is probably not. So I'd rather not take those risks. I'm not a guy that drafts tight ends early. So I'm actually super relieved because my guy is is Michael Mayer. And I would rather if 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 Dallas takes Michael Mayer here in the first, I would much rather Michael Mayer. And I hope somebody takes Kincaid before they take Mayer. I don't know if Buffalo is set at wide receiver. I think that's After actually Gates, need yeah. for a bunch of guys that, that we had hopes for. Mike's a huge Khalil Shakir guy. He looked good. If Shakir is on a team's offense, uh, Mike is going to have him as their wide receiver one, and he's going to convince him. Two. Okay, two. I will, I will say, two. though, Dawson Knox has been, what, like a top eight tight end, a guy who's been startable considering the, the landscape of the tight ends. He's actually a very similar-ish player to, to Knox with the athleticism because Knox was a pretty athletic guy too. What did he run? Like a four, low four, six, um, had some pretty good, uh, I think had some pretty good burst numbers too. I can't remember exactly, but I, like, they're not, they're both on the receiving threat end, end of things. Like, I think there's room here for some production. Like, I mean, it might not be as favorable as landing in Dallas with, with, um, if Michael Mayer lands there, I, t- I still think Mayer will be my number one guy, but I could still picture spending like a mid second on, on Kincaid in a tight end premium league. So Knox was tight end 14 last year. I think he only had one good year, but he, he got injured. At eight. Didn't he get injured? Knox was injured last year. Wasn't he? Uh, no, 16 games played. Oh, yeah, so he missed one eight. death in the family. I think, right. Yeah. He missed one. Oh, Corey's right. That's correct. Point yeah, but he four. missed two okay. during his tight end eight season in 2021. Yeah, both Point years were like 500 yards and over and over six touchdowns. Like that's in in this tight end landscape. Like that's those aren't bad numbers. But I guess that's he, he tight finishes, end 14. That's tight yeah. end 14. Reception numbers came down a bit too. Yeah, he did have a little bit of a disappointing season. I guess I misremembered how much you how like how impactful he was last year at least. But yeah, I mean, I think once you get beyond the top like three, four tight ends. It's just kind of a crapshoot at that point anyway. Yeah. Uh, we haven't actually seen first round tight ends uh, be successful early on in their career anyway. Um, TJ, some of them. TJ Hawkinson, right? TJ was. He was not though. No, wasn't he? When did he start slow with the Lions? I'll pull it's, it up too. Yeah. Fant, I, thought. I think Fant was better as a rookie than Hawkinson. Uh, Hawkinson at year two was tight end five. Okay, year, year one. He was tied in 32, year one. Yeah. There we go. Is it Do you think New Orleans would take Will Levis and then just have Derek Carr and James Winston, who they re-signed and brought back, and Will Levis? They could just And no cap space to have any other players. <laughs> that, and they still and have it, Taysom Hill. Yeah, so. and they end up starting yeah. Taysom Hill a few times. Yeah, they are. That. Yeah, they already have their quarterback slash tight Taysom end. Hill Taysom and Will Hill, Levis yeah. in the two tight end set. 
<laughs> they might as well just throw in the towel and trade their first for Tyler Huntley. I mean, they just like they should have just ran Taysom Hill out there for for the year and just tanked and got the top pick next year. They really have a bad roster. Well, like a service a, a lot of there. shares of Chris Olave. I'm happier to have Derek Carr than no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's true. The only te- the only move I feasibly see here for Will Levis is Las Vegas, who's close enough to potentially trade up somewhere. Maybe Philly wants to trade back. They have the extra. They've already had the extra first round pick. Maybe they feel like picking up some more ammo towards the back end if they don't feel like a glaring need here, which they don't really have. They're a pretty well constructed team. That would probably be the one pick that I could see somebody moving down. Or Tennessee's not that far. Um, it's true. Tennessee's only three picks after Las Vegas, but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think we're going to see it. Or no. maybe Kansas City is more on the and, and on, Mahomes than we realized. And thank God, <laughs> yeah, this is the second. Years, this is the second year in a row that the NFL has essentially like proved us right in a sense. We hated Will Levis. We hated Malik Willis. We mistakenly started to buy as prospects. I'm the draft start. As prospects. Yeah, yeah. And before we toot our own horn, let's ask ourselves, who was the only one that was vocal enough to say that he's not a first rounder consistently the whole offseason? Chris Moxley. Box. Put his skin all in the game, literally. Put a tag. Right, who else, though? Who's, who's number two? Valerie. <laughs> who's yeah. number two? Are we talking about Zach Wilson again? Uh, no. To be no. Fair, he is number two. To be fair, Anyways. I think we've all said that he's not a first-round talent, but just yes. the buzz keeps telling us that he was mm-hmm. going to get taken. and We couldn't understand it. But right. That's a cop-out, Corey. Yeah. You're better than that, Corey. We, your, no. your analysis is better than the people. You know better. Nope, this is the second up. year in a row, like you were saying, Corey, that we have heard a quarterback hyped up by to be Max. a first-round pick that has Just, not uh, ended up being in a first-round pick. Well, I mean, there's still a couple picks left, so we'll see. But for 2024, we have the two big names at the top, Caleb Williams, Drake May. We don't really have another strong name right now, maybe Quinn Ewers. Maybe somebody else could pop in. Who do we think that the 2024 – quarterback is that could get propped up by the media does anybody propped have any up by thoughts the media right away first name same name yeah, yeah. i mean just because you, you got the former five-star pedigree you got a guy who had a big jump moving to a new position they're gonna say oh the situation auburn was just bad but like we've been watching this guy for a while they're gonna bring up justin herbert makes, coming from oregon too hey mario yeah and Marietta. Yeah, you know they're different coaching staffs but exactly uh, and then the the backup answers to Bo Nix, I think it would be probably Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis. Okay, you think Travis the media is going to hype up Jordan Travis? I do. Yeah, I do. I yeah, think I Spencer it. Rattler is still somebody who could be hyped That's up by true. the media. Oh, depending PFF, on this year, PFF, he will he'll be the Tanner McKee. The depending on the <laughs> depending on the season he has, that I could baby. see it being Spencer Rattler is the guy that we're the media is hyping up, and everybody else is saying no, this doesn't make any sense. And then he ends up falling. Well, I think Michael everybody Penix has a chance to be put in that category. Bengals too. get Miles. He's got he does. Yeah. Penix He's does got too, enough yeah. mobility that people are going to fall in love with him. Yeah, there's yep. a couple of guys that could that could, that could get some buzz for sure. Yeah, Miles. Murphy. Yeah, Jaden Daniels. I, if uh, if yeah. LSU has another really big year. Yeah, I, I agree with what Corey said earlier. I I'm, I would uh, bet that our entire company, and I know for a fact. That our entire our entire company gets credited for fading Will Levis because I've had other companies tell me that the reason everybody hates Will Levis is because of Campus of Canton and Campus of Canton is wrong. And uh, I'm going to be very happy to pull those receipts now because 
Please we do. have as a company faded Will Levis. Can you put in the private chat which company this is? Yes. All of them. In a row. Thank you. Them. All of them. I'm confident I, I, do I know agree which ones. Corey, though, it, a lot of us said that the only reason we thought he'd go in the first round is because everybody was saying he was going to. And it's kind of hard yeah. to fade that much noise. But all of us agreed he shouldn't. Like, none of us said we would take him there. So. Um, all right. So we got one pick left on the clock here. That's the Chiefs after the Eagles take Nolan Smith. Uh, we'll just go around the horn here to wrap it up. We'll play. Give me your best value or your biggest reach. Uh, Matt Fox, we'll start over here with you. Who's your best value of the draft so far or your biggest reach? Um, best value or biggest reach. Either one would work. Patriots, Patriots best value. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think Buffalo trading up to draft a tight end, but like a weird reach to me. I know some people are saying they really like the pick, but if Buffalo had moved up to get a running back to solidify that position or a wide receiver, that almost would make sense. But trading up a couple of picks to draft another tight end did not make sense to me. Uh, I think they continue to be a team that's sort of not helping themselves while everybody else around them, even in their own division, is getting better. Okay. Uh, Barnabas, who do you have as your best value or biggest reach so far today? I'm going to go with a reach, and I'm going to go with a guy that you guys didn't really have anything to say about, which is Kalijah Kansi to the Buccaneers, right? If you're going to invest in a short defensive tackle, take someone like Tommy Adebore, right? Um, it, it just... Uh, to me, it's ineffable to take a guy that, while statistically good, was playing against the ACC um, and is a zeroth percentile defensive tackle. Like you are lo- looking at, you are betting on an outlier. And we talk about how Bryce Young is betting on an outlier. I'd rather bet on Bryce Young than I would on Kalaja Kansi because we're both betting on outliers here. And frankly, defensive tackle is a much more physical position than a quarterback, right? It, it's not logistical like, oh, I can't see over the line. It's just you are being shut down by guys who are twice your size. And so you better hope that he has that big league peanut butter and he gains about 50 pounds in the league <laughs> because it's just – it's uh, we're looking at a situation where, you know, granted the NFC South does not have the best blockers in the, in the uh, league, but we're looking at a situation in which he's just going to be eaten for breakfast by some of these – even centers, you know. So um, I, I question that pick a lot. Okay. Uh, Brandon Sanders, uh, who do you got as best value, biggest reach so far? I'm going to give you two. So biggest reach, Jameer Gibbs. Detroit didn't really need that. I still think it's weird. Let's hope that we get a trade going on. Uh, value for fantasy, I love QJ to the the Chargers. I just think instant play time. Mike Williams might be injured a little early. Keenan Allen fading to the sunset. That gives QJ the clear path for fantasy success early. So QJ. All right. Matt? Uh, best value. I mean, I know it happened early on, but I'm still sticking with Anthony Richardson to the Colts. Just getting paired with Steichen, the offensive line, all the weapons around him. I, I think you know he's got a chance to be absolutely special there. Again, he, we all love Caleb. I think there's more issues in Caleb's game than people give him credit for. But I, I think outside of Caleb Williams, Anthony Richardson's the only quarterback in the next coming couple classes that has a chance to be like a top five player at their position. So I, I think, and that's an absolutely great landing spot for him. Reach, I'm, I'm going to agree with Matt. It's Dalton Kincaid. Like, he's Dawson Knox with better hands. And Dawson Knox has just not been fantasy relevant at all. And 
the back really scares me. I really was hoping they were going to trade up and get Josh Downs. I mean, they pulled Cole Beasley out of retirement last year because he needed a slot wide receiver. You should have gone and got Josh Downs. He'd have been a better fit for the offense. It made no sense to me whatsoever to trade up getting because Kincaid's not a blocker either. Like you didn't, you helped your offense at, at you did not help him at all. It was a waste of a pick in my opinion. All right, Mike. I liked the Gibbs. Don't say Quentin Johnson. Don't say Christian Gonzalez. But I think the biggest reach was Will McDonald. I thought he was a back of the second type of edge rusher. Okay. He is very undersized. He does have speed. Um, but I just think it's a tiny frame, too. I mean, I know Barber's talked about eating that that NFL peanut butter. I don't think that he even has that option to add that type of weight on his frame. Uh, so I think he's going to get beat up by every single power tackle out there. And then um, the best value, this is tough, uh, unbiased, though. I'm gonna go with Christian Gonzalez, who was a top, a top like eight pick, kind of like consensus across the whole board. And he he lasted to the Patriots, who somehow only traded back one time, which was amazing. I'm so proud of them for doing that, and still got a guy that was pretty much consensus CB two in this class. So I like that, and we do have a really good history of developing. I say we because I'm I'm a fan, but we because they have a uh, a good history of developing cornerback talent with the exception of Florida defensive backs, for whatever reason, we just, we just don't do that. That state is not our state. All out Christian Gonzalez there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, bring us home here. Who is your biggest reach or best value? Yeah. So for biggest reach, I mean, I'll, I don't want to keep piling on the, on the, on Detroit here a little bit, but I mean, Jameer Gibbs obviously would have been my selection, but even taking Jack Campbell an inside linebacker for their next pick, I just like, a position that's kind of a little bit devalued nowadays in, in, in today's NFL. I'd love, I would have loved to see them attack. They, they took two, in my opinion, luxury picks when you had two, when you had extra ammo in the first round, I would have loved to see them shore up some of that young defense a little bit. Their offense was really good last year. I don't feel like a running back was a good pick there either. So disappointed a lot in Detroit's first round. I think for value, I was actually going to go with Christian uh, Gonzalez as well, because uh, yeah, he was kind of like a guy that was more like in the top 11 picks, but Jalen Carter falling all the way to number nine and Eagles picking him up a team that like is, is super bowl already. And then picking up a stud like Jalen Carter all the way at number nine, is just like a, is a championship move for them. So I thought that was a great value there. Uh, I think my biggest reach would be Zay flowers to the Ravens. We, you know, we talked about that one. That one doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I think that he is a number two wide receiver on an NFL team. That's not a guy that I would take in the first round. I, you know, I get that they just signed, Lamar Jackson, they just re-signed him. They finally got him happy. They want to give him more weapons and give him an opportunity to be successful. There's other ways to do that. Go get DeAndre Hopkins, like we've been talking about. You know, Follow through with that one. They, they signed OBJ. I still like Rashad Bateman. I mean, Corey, I thought you brought up a great point that you know their actions are showing us that maybe they don't like Rashad Bateman as much as they did before, uh, as they did like two years ago when they took him. But I... I think that pick was was just unnecessary and then my best value um would probably be jordan addison i mean go, coming off the board as a fourth wide receiver um that that's where like the the biggest value there comes for me because i mean we already talked about some of the other ones so i just wanted to highlight that it's a nice pick by the vikings mike, mike is talking muted. but he's muted <laughs> I do want to give a score update for Corey and i's nfl uh prop oh, challenge God. we only had two bets for day one uh, i lost who, tight ends how many, how many quarterbacks were drafted day one? I said three. Corey said four. Lo yeah. and behold, Will Levis didn't make it. Followed my heart. Well, you don't Thank know God. yet because the Chiefs are know. still picking. 
I already saw it. It's not him. <laughs> it's, and, it's, then, it's and then for tight ends, I said one. Corey yeah. said two. The score I is did. two zero, Corey. And you already got the tight end question what wrong. What do you mean for the two zero? Day. I got wide receivers right. It's one two. We both got wide receivers. We both said four. Oh, I thought you said three. Oh, did you say no, four? No, I said three, and there's always one BS guy that slides in there uh, that okay. I graded as a second rounder. Oh, fair enough. I mean, I, I won last round, so I mean, you got to tie it up, anyways. Yep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, I did, I did the, think uh, tight end. I did think uh, there would, might have only been one tight end. But I said I'll do two because we were too close on everything. I had to create some diversity. <laughs> the first question we went in order. Yeah, but we had, we were lockstep in like two of those out of the first three. All right, the Chiefs pick is in. It is not Will Levis. Uh, so Chris Moxley, I'm sure you're probably not listening to this right now, but uh, when you when you're up in the morning, uh, grab an, grab a bourbon real early in the morning, or or mm. maybe a mimosa. Start the day off with a with with, with a drink because uh, you deserve it. You almost had to get that tattoo. You almost lost that tattoo bet. Um, and Will Levis does fall out of the first round, but the uh, the Chiefs pick is in here. Um, yeah, they take Edge, Felix, Anudike, Uzuma, Uzuma. Uzuma. Let's yeah. ask. Let's Did ask get Corey that? to say that. Corey, can you give us that name, please? Uzuma. Felix Anudike Uzoma. That's who. Yeah. That's who they. Yeah. Barnabas. From, from can we Kansas get a check State. on that one? I'm sure you're probably actually familiar with the player. So maybe I you actually, know how to pronounce the name. Would it be right to say that he is like a Daniil Hunter type? Barnabas. I guess would be the guy to answer that question. <laughs> um, I am not. I don't remember Daniel Hunter's game all that much. Okay, well, uh, like Uzoma, like kind of guy. He's a he's a big boy. Like he's he's a thicker, even front, and he kind of fits really well with the Chiefs and what they want to do because they don't really care whether you're ke- keeping your gap or not, as long as you're getting to the ball carrier in the backfield. Um, he, he struggled a little bit against Anton Harrison, who was drafted earlier. Um, but he is a, one of those stronger guys, power rusher, good, uh, good pass or, or run defender, um, a little bit less on the pass rush, but he, he just kind of makes things busy up front. Um, and he'll definitely open things up. Um, cause usually he requires at least some sort of chip or something going up. So, you know, it'll open up things for, you know, Nick Bolton back there. And so, um, so I, I liked him. It was interesting because I Nold Smith and Inudike Ozoma were my uh, edges five and six, and they both went uh, consecutively um, to and finish out the first round. Um, and so, yeah, um, decent pick. It makes sense for the Chiefs, though. It just like it seems like a Chiefs pick. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that is it for the first round here. The Steelers will be on the clock. Tomorrow, with Joey Porter on the board, so yeah, and the Chase Claypool <laughs> pick. What could have been for the with Bears? The, yeah, the Chase, the Chase Claypool, Claypool pick. pick. Oh, that's a brutal one. Rest in peace, Chase Claypool. <laughs> uh, we will be back tomorrow with some more draft coverage. Uh, I don't know exactly what the team's going to look like, but I imagine it'll be a good mix of the people here. I know Alfred will be joining us tomorrow as well. Mike's pointing to himself. He'll be here. Uh, so I appreciate you guys for joining me, Matt Fox, Barnabas. Uh, we got Corey, Brandon Sanders, and Mike. We had Felix pop in for a half a second. We had uh, Matt uh, Bruning on as well. 
so thank you guys all for hopping on tonight. Uh, I'm Colin, and we will be back tomorrow.